In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. This week's episode of Betches Brides is brought to you by Brideside, a better way to shop for bridesmaids dresses and soon bridal gowns they've got gowns for every budget they actually are size inclusive and they go up to a size 28 and pricing starts at 150 dollars all brideside line dresses by the way are under 200 dollars but they've got tons of stuff but i mean hello starting at 150 that's what i'm talking about also they have free styling services to help brides and bridesmaids design their bridal party look and every bride is assigned a real stylist who will work with them for months even years leading up to her wedding their goal is to deliver peace Peace of mind and happiness during one of life's most memorable moments, a wedding. So visit Brideside.com where you can sign up for a free stylist or book a showroom appointment if you're in New York, Chicago, or Charlotte. Betches Media presents the Betches Brides Podcast, a show for the wedding obsessed and the brides who are stressed. Because after all, it's only one day of your life. What's up, Betches? Welcome back to another episode of our weekly podcast, Betches Brides. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker, and I just want to let you know, (laughs) we listen to you guys. So much so that you guys have asked over and over and over again to have on some sort of like uh, a therapist or a counselor. And so you ask for it. Oh, we do it. Right now, joining me is Emily Beerley. Hello, Emily. Hey. And uh, you are a licensed marriage and family therapist. I am. I specialize in um, marriages and sex. Love it. (laughs) And you own the Westchester Therapy Group. So if you're in Westchester, Pennsylvania. We did. We also have an office in Philadelphia. So if you're looking for anything in the area, we're happy to help you out. I love it. My girlfriend's (laughs) from Philly. Oh, fuck yeah. Really? Oh, man. I love Philly. Philly people are crazy in a good way. Oh, man. It's so nasty. It's amazing. (laughs) Okay. And also, uh, people can follow you on Instagram. They can. WC Therapy Group. Love it. Okay. So, we have a shit ton of questions from the audience. Okay. And I I don't want to take over because, like, they're very specific. People Mm -hmm. need help. They need you in their lives. But I'm selfish, so I'm going to go first. Okay. So, I have a couple questions for you. First things first. um, Talk about uh, who you're here with today. I rolled up today with my squad, a.k.a. my six-month-old daughter and my nanny. Taylor Swift ain't got nothing on you. (laughs) Because I'm still a working mother. So my life is less glamorous as it seems, considering I was wiping shit off my arm this morning. So we're here (laughs) and we're proud to be. Okay, so you have a baby. I'm assuming that you are married? I'm married. It'll be three years next month in September. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I like them. I'm going to keep them so far. That's that's really good. Three years in, you're going to keep them. I was Mm -hmm. ready to dump mine before we even said I do well there you go we're gonna uh-huh. talk about that today mm-hmm. oh I'm, I'm a wide open book <laughs> yeah. you can ask me anything I will throw my ex-marriage okay, under the good. bus um how is it being married and having a family and also being a marriage and family therapist so the funniest thing is that like of course I know the right thing to do always right like I know the proper way to communicate and I know like just like the right way to offer 
fucking him and you know like i know what's up i know what to do but yes. the reality is the end of the day i still tell my husband to fuck off like of all course the time you're because human. i'm still human you're not in doctor mode all the time absolutely right so like half the time my clients are always like oh you must have the best marriage i'm like it's pretty good but like i'm still a bitch and like he's still <laughs> selfish sometimes and that's like real life and Thank what can you do about I think it? You're, yeah. honest, you're like, you know yes. what that saying, those who can't teach? Do. <laughs> those who can't do, teach. You want to know what? I think that's how my career started. Interesting. Because I was so slutty and I was Preach. just, yes. And I was just like living my best life. And then I met my husband who is basically like just a saint. He Aww. is the most amazing guy. I'm so fucking lucky. But really, I'm really lucky because he stuck around mm -hmm. and we had a really pivotal moment when we were dating for about a year where I was doing some crazy ass shit and he called my ass up and goes, if you don't stop, I'm done. I really like you. I want to be with you, but I've hit my limit of crazy. <sighs> and I was like, all right, boundary. Thank you. And I pulled it back. And now we're married. And, and we'll, it started off by a one-night stand, too. We met at a frat party. Oh, oh okay. We're going to be breaking all the <laughs> yes. rules here. I love this. Uh, Emily, were you a fuckboy? I, I was. I was a fuckboy. But you are now reformed. But I am a reformed, yes. Hope for all fuckboys, men is. and women. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. I want to be clear. You can be a girl and be a fuckboy. Okay, you can. And also, like, I love using the term slut because I think it can be a really empowered term. Me too. And I think there's literally nothing well, wrong. I like using the term wrong. slut. I don't know if I so much use it in an empowered <laughs> way. Well, <laughs> but I think men and women can be sluts. Absolutely. So there's nothing wrong with it. I like to use it as a shame tool for mm -hmm. everyone. Oh, I like that. But the reality. <laughs> Is, is there's no definitive number of what makes someone a slut yeah so it's just a term we like it's use to make people feel poorly about themselves objective exactly. <laughs> like art yeah like podcasting <laughs> oh exactly <laughs> right like my vocal fry you will all be commenting about oh i love your voice it's great quality it's very good so do you think that um being a family and marriage therapist impacts your marriage in a positive way or a negative way or in a like null and void way Okay, I think it's, that is such an interesting question. So it, initially I was about to be like, uh, it really doesn't make a difference. But I really do think it does because, mm -hmm. um, and especially when it came to becoming a mother, I'm really, really good at asking for help because I have learned the importance of asking for help. So we do not wait until we're having a crisis in our marriage to ask for help. Uh -huh. I did not wait until I was too far into my postpartum depression to get on my Zoloft. Nice. I am all about getting support sooner. And I really would encourage every single listener to do that. You have no idea how many couples call me up and say, this is our last ditch effort yeah therapy costs nothing compared to divorce <laughs> no kidding <laughs> and the amount of times i hear well it's really expensive no to keep your life good to keep your life positive to keep yourself healthy yes. there is not an actual price tag you can put on that mm -hmm. and so go get help sooner there's nothing wrong with maintenance care you do not have to be in crisis at all to get support so um i have been in therapy um my whole life in and out obviously because i'm an mm -hmm. amazing person and my girlfriend who is also an amazing person has never gone to therapy once which i'm like Mwah. if you're a human being it's like you sh it should be the law you know like we have I to have know. licenses to drive do you think we should have to go to therapy to like live listen i agree i have been in therapy since i was 12 i will always right? oh my god <laughs> i knew we were gonna be great friends um i just think there's nothing wrong with it but you're right but there's some people who get therapy you know i don't believe that talk therapy is the only type of therapy some people have oh. therapeutic support in other ways okay some people some people talk therapy doesn't work for and like no much judgment with that but make sure you have some type of support so whether that is circle of friends but be careful shit because like Ooh. when you go into your girlfriends for relationship advice most of the time it's the blind leading the blind and also don't forget this my mom always told me this 
you love your partner. Mm-hmm. Your friends and family don't, they're not in love with your partner. Yep. So they, they don't forgive and forget the way you can. Absolutely. They hang on to that shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. I learned that lesson in my first marriage. <laughs> um, my mom was like, I wish you hadn't told me all that stuff. I hate him now. Of um, so my girlfriend always says to me though, like, um, don't therapize me. And I'm like, you're welcome for the free therapy. Does, uh, does your husband say that to you? Uh, all the time. <laughs> well, no, he just says, you're, well, you're emotionally manipulating me. <laughs> and like some of the time I am, because I can. You're like, duh, that's the whole reason I went to school for this <laughs> yes so i could get what i want from people exactly so i heard through grapevine that you have a hard and fast rule you don't believe in marriage under 25 that's true let's talk so statistically your chance of divorce um really decreases if you get married 25 and up okay um uh, when was when did you get married i was gonna say time? i'm sorry to say i'm a statistic breaker okay tell i me, met tell him me. when i was 25 okay. at dune in the hamptons so obviously uh, we were destined for greatness <laughs> Um, and, but here's the thing. So we were only engaged a year and a half. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest too. I was in a really bad roommate situation. I love her now. We're yeah. like still great friends, but we were in like one of those weird rough patches. She was going through it. I had this great opportunity working at Sirius XM radio and I'm like, I'm not going to blow this job yeah. because I'm like partying too hard. And in soups, this guy, he was safe but not boring and he lived on park avenue south and so i said yes you are my guy and he came in kind of like a knight in shining armor but we moved in together really quickly and i didn't tell my parents because i'm okay. catholic and i was scared mm-hmm. that they would be like you won't buy the cow if you can't get milk for free meanwhile i don't even know if i wanted him to buy my cow ass yeah you know Wait, so let me ask you this taylor so do you think so i rushed it well there let me ask you this do you think you really knew yourself at that time absolutely not okay and so this is where this idea i'm comes a lesbian from. hello See, exactly which is really <laughs> the better way to live i can only hope to god that my daughter is queer really i really feel very cursed with being a straight woman my <laughs> life fucking sucks but um here's the deal yes. is that most of us just don't know ourselves in our early 20s and yeah. there's nothing wrong with that shit like things are just happening 2017 i believe was the first year on record that more women had children in their 30s and their 20s wow. everything is simply getting later and that's an amazing thing i think it's awesome it's called evolution exactly there's nothing wrong with this so take your time Time. Mm. The thing I see that happens more than anything is between people's late 20s and their late 30s. Okay. Everyone goes through a rush to get married mm. because they're freaking the fuck out. Yeah, because their moms, my mom, I t- are there telling you <laughs> all the good ones are taken in college. And I'm like, ah, I'm single. Exactly. But here's the thing is those people want a wedding and not a marriage. And they're two very different I things. I had a wedding. I didn't have a marriage. There you go, right? And so that's the thing is, and the reason I come up with this rule and this number, it's something I believe in. It's not the right, you know, there are people who are together from high school and they're the right people. They're the exception though, they're not the, the rule. They're the exception and that is truly how I feel. Okay. Take the time to know yourself. Take the time to know your partner. You will be eyes to everyone. I had a child young. I'm 29. Yeah. Uh, that's very young to have a child, yeah. right? In New um, York, yeah. Way more. <laughs> yeah. In the tri-state areas. Exactly, yeah. 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 And the thing is, I say everyone, I love my daughter more than anything but you don't ever get to go back and it's no. the same thing with marriage you don't get to be well, unmarried we get to be divorced <laughs> or annulled but then but you're but it's still divorced it was the, it's true i and, so the, it. and then you spend all this money and all this I shit happens check a box every time i go to the doctors now divorced so i'm gonna get married just so i can, I can stop checking that damn <laughs> right. box yes. I'm sick of it yeah. It's the judgy box yes um okay so let's say somebody right now listening mm-hmm. is like Yo, bitches, I'm 23 and I'm about to get married and I'm freaking out. So what is your advice to somebody who is young and planning a wedding? Absolutely. So take the time. So whether if you've thought about pre... Yeah. So take the time. If you've thought about premarital counseling, now's a great time. Listen, 
I realize maybe there is somebody who really does not have the means to go to counseling. There are 10 billion books. Mm -hmm. It is the world of self-help. An amazing one is 100 questions to ask before you get married. You can Google for free anything. Take the time to be very, very serious about your choice and have a lot of conversations with your partner. And really look at it deep down in yourself and say, do I want to do this? Do I want to go through with this? Because mm-hmm. there is nothing shameful about calling off an engagement. Two of my strongest clients I've ever worked with are people that called off engagements. Listen to the woman. She knows what she's talking about. So yeah, so dated a year and a half. It was a whirlwind. We were on vacation. Mm-hmm. I was drunk the majority of the time. <laughs> then we get engaged, right? Then that's when the shit started to hit the fan and I started to freak out. Um, and so our, we, our engagement was a year and a half, which is actually kind of long, mm-hmm. but we fought the whole way through and I called my wedding planner and said, I want to postpone the wedding. And she said, more? She said, girl, shit or get off the pot. And she said, I don't care which one you do, but like you're not postponing because it's all the negative consequences financially of canceling a wedding and like none of the positives. Mm-hmm. So just do one or the other. And I was 27, mm-hmm. 28. I was doing literally like a day-to-day recap of my wedding planning on my national radio show for Cosmo magazine. And I'm like, I I don't have the balls to call this off. Plus, I didn't want to end things with him. I just wasn't ready to get married. But I knew if I I postponed or called it off, that was it. He wasn't going to stick around. And I wasn't ready to end it. So I went through and figured, I'll just deal with this later. Mm. So five years later, we got a divorce. There we go. There we go. And and here's the thing, right? At the end of the day, you're divorced. And you still seem super happy. And it seems like you're in a great relationship now. And listen, there's no shame. If you are in the wrong marriage divorce and that's the right thing for you go on with your bad self the reason that divorce is legal is because not everything works there's nothing wrong with that all i'm saying is if you know be true to yourself listen to yourself and you deserve fuck embarrassment you deserve a chance to start over and to do whatever you want if i was your client at this time and i had said what i said to my wedding planner to you would you have told me not to get married probably yeah have you ever told clients not to get married i have and i would again i've said to clients this is the way that i phrase it Here's this is the really nice way that I phrase things, okay, which I'm is for it. sometimes my job isn't to have you have a healthy marriage; it's to help you have a really healthy ending. Hey, I mean that that's the ca- counseling is what got me to yep. get a divorce, and that was the and when he said because I I I did the divorce telling of him in therapy, yeah, and he said a lot of people do. He said I'm blindsided. My lawyer told me to do it. He said I'm blindsided, and our therapist said what. Considering she came in here saying, I want a divorce, I don't really think blindsided is the right terminology. But she said, but she didn't tell me she was going to do this. And I said, well, girl, I tried to call you and leave a voicemail, but your voicemail box was full and you were picking up the phone. (laughs) And I had to get this shit done. Yeah. And so she did not like me very much. Uh, So she literally said to him, I would like to still continue doing work with you. (laughs) To my my husband, I call him husband. Uh, With you, husband, Taylor, not with you. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. That's fine. He needs it more than me. And bless. She's yours. Yeah. I have my own. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's what therapy's for. It's to figure out what's going to make you happy. Normally, therapy isn't to keep you together. If it's worth keeping you together, mm-hmm. then fine. But you might also find that it's you're better off apart. Absolutely. And there's no shame at all. Okay. So how can you tell when a couple's not going to make it? Like, what are, are there like trigger words or things that people are saying or just like telltale signs that you're like, this is like you're in a danger zone. These are red flags. So a lot of it is about how people start to talk to each other. If people talk with full resentment and contempt, that is a massive red flag. And there's a lot of interesting things. Actually, if you look at the Gottman Institute, which is a a huge marriage um, 
is due that there's a lot of studies and a ton of research on this. They talk about the four horsemen of the apocalypse Ooh. and content is one of their major things. The next one that they talk about is stonewalling where basically you come to me to talk about shit and I just won't go there. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Actually, when we were in therapy, <laughs> my therapist was like, you need to be medicated. And I was like, I'm down with that. I like medication. <laughs> but only, I'll take it, but only if he starts talking. Of course I sound crazy. I'm the only one speaking. And, and so I said, give me two to three sessions of mm-hmm. him telling his story, and then I'll take the medication. And you, and you know what we call those guys? They're crazy makers. Yeah. Oh, that's what we call. Gaslighting. Gas yes. Lighting, and gas that's gaslighting, right? And so if someone, all of a sudden, you, you feel crazy all the time. If your partner <laughs> constantly makes you feel crazy. What if the whole family makes you feel like that? Well, there you go. I'm triggered. That's a bigger thing. <laughs> I'm triggered. I need medication. <laughs> right now. Give me some. <laughs> Here's my Zoloft right now. That's what I rock. Um... But no, I but I, I said it's his turn to talk, and then all of a sudden we weren't going to therapy sessions anymore. So that's I I, I think it's important because as women, I think we tend to talk so much and we can emote better. And I think like you have to make sure, especially if you're in a heterosexual relationship, yes. you're making your guy talk. Like I'm not even trying to throw wasn't under the bus. He's a normal dude. Yeah. But that's the thing is that, well, you know, and that's the thing. And so many women do a lot of the emotional labor in a relationship. And I'm gonna get a lot of shit for saying this, but you know, there's a meme right now. That's like every woman I know is going to yoga and going to therapy and having a job. And like men's like, I think that I've made popcorn last week, you know, like just, just women do a ton of emotional labor. Totally. And so make sure, your partner is willing to go there especially if you're people who are interested in having children yeah. think about what that's going to look like for you i did mm-hmm. i'm out have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always afford the super high-end stuff i have a solution for you newly newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead so newly is a subscription clothing rental service for just 98 dollars a month you can get your choice of any six styles you choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on it's totally up to you there are no parameters you get access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands there are no fees there's no late fees no damage fees no fees to pause or cancel so no big deal if you like lose a button uh oh i spilled something on it or you just need to take a break they have inclusive sizing all the way up to 5x as well as petite and maternity. You always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BRIDES20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code BRIDES20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code BRIDES20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Okay, so let's get to some listener questions because we got a yep. lot. And these people are like, they, they, we we all need a little help. Okay, should you do premarital counseling? Sorry. Should you do premarital counseling and should it be mandatory? Oh, well, I don't really believe in mandatory anything. Okay, so scratch okay. mandatory. So no yeah. mandatory. So, I mean, that's interesting. And here's the thing is actually some states, I believe Texas is one of them. I can't think of some other. Some states have, they, they give you like a discount or some stipend if you do uh, marital therapy. That's awesome. Yeah, so there's some states that actually do this. Go Texas, go. Yeah, so there's some states that do this, which is super cool and that's great. Mandatory, like I'm not really down with anything mandatory. Okay, I'm with you. Um, But I do believe if you have means and if you're able to go the fuck 
two couples counsel. Okay. Go to marital therapy, even, or like I said before, read a self-help book. Do something together as a couple. Not just you, the woman, if you're in a heterosexual relationship, yep. do all the work. It should be something that you guys do together and go there. And the other thing, if you are going to do this, uh-huh. find it in last, um, on the, your last week's podcast with photography. Oh, Brian. Brian talked about the importance of finding the right photographer for you. And I was really thinking like, that's the same thing as a couple's counselor. Totally. Go shopping. If you go and have two sessions with someone, you're like, I don't really feel like they get me. I don't really like this. I'm not down with this. Don't go back. How about this? What's a what, what's a what's a good number in your mind as a professional of therapists that we should test out? It's like testing out. Like if we're gonna buy a car, we're gonna drive yeah. six different ones. Listen. So how many should we test drive? So sometimes you walk in in the first session, like everyone who sees me, of course. Obs, the first session. Obs. Oh yeah, the first session. They're like, oh, we love this, her. Yeah, this is she and, and, is us. And if you feel that the first one, then don't worry about it. Don't shop around if that's really what feels right for you. I mean, honey, if you're if you're gonna drive a Range Rover, you're gonna yeah. buy a Range Rover. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know? Exactly. But if it doesn't feel right, then I would say try three to four. Okay. It seems annoying, but also take a lot of time looking at people's bios, spending time, you know, um, a lot of people, a lot of therapists these days have social media accounts, have websites, have all of this stuff. Take your time and do your research. What if you can't decide on a therapist? Is that a bad sign? No, you probably just can't decide on anything then. (laughs) (laughs) You can't decide on what to eat for lunch. Okay. (laughs) How much fighting is normal? Because obviously fighting is normal. You've been addressed Mm -hmm. it. I fight with my girlfriend and we are fantastic. So, so here's what we believe. We don't believe it's about the quantity of fights. We believe it's about the quality of your fights. Oh, hey, what's this? So the reality is, is people fight all the time. Some couples fight more. Some of us, our family of origins, were just conflict avoided people. Some of us, our family of origins, fought a lot. So there isn't a right or wrong or black and white when we look at this. Sure. But if your fights are all mean or harmful what's or unhealthy, mean? well, if you are saying personal attacks. What if you stopped? Well, if you stopped, <laughs> then that's fine. That's growth if you stop. Okay, I'm good. Right? I'm back. I'm but back. But if you're saying, well, you're a lazy, lazy fucking piece of shit, well, that's a mean thing to that's say to your really partner. That's really mean. That's it not nice. Is. That hurts the right. heart. And Sticks so and stones may break my bones, but guess what? Names hurt. Exactly. So that's the thing is like, it isn't really about how often you fight, but what do those fights look like? Okay. If they're constructive then whatever it's just conflict and discussion there's nothing wrong with it and do you guys come back every time we have rupture we need repair okay so as long as you fight just make up thoughts on recording fights on one's phone not that i've done it asking for a friend <laughs> well in the state of pennsylvania i think it's illegal i don't know what new york state law, the law is. is if one person is in the room and they know that they're being recorded <laughs> that's, then it's legal that's- i don't know why i know that well um, <laughs> I read a lot I guess the question you have to ask is why do I feel the need to do that do I feel like my partner because I, I felt like in the moment <laughs> <laughs> that neither one of us was hearing each other and it was very frustrating and we were getting nowhere and I said like literally I want and it wasn't like a see what you did wrong mm-hmm. it was very like let's see what we did wrong oh then I think that that's cool man then but that's, when I got like, on the yeah. train to go to Penn Station to go to the Hamptons and she wasn't with me and I sent it to her she did not read it that way yeah <laughs> it seems like they could come off with a different tone we made up she but, felt very violated but the way that you convinced yourself that it was nice seems reasonable but maybe you were convincing yourself a little bit I'm there. good at manipulating myself as well, well to, I as understand as I understand <laughs> 
Um, I one time had a therapist who talked about a four to one, uh, one to four or four to one ratio. Yeah, it's five She's, to one ratio. The Gottman, five to one. That's also the Gottman Institute. Okay, that's explain the same that. Research. It's really important. Absolutely. Okay, so the five to one ratio, once again, is from the Gottman Institute. It's an amazing resource. If you're getting married, if you're in a relationship, check out the Gottman Institute. They have tons. They do all this research and really, really interesting stuff. They also have a free app that you could do at home with your partner on a amazing. date night. Mm-hmm. So they're five to one that's ratio. A fun date. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey, you want to get sexy? Five to one ratio. It's like, what? (laughs) Of blowjobs? Well, that could be fun too. Well, we can think about it that way. So really the idea is that for every um, difficult thing that's said, mean thing, every fight, we need five. Really what it is, is one negative interaction, we need five positive interactions. Exactly. So one negative interaction is that damaging and is that difficult to people Mm. that we need five positives and I actually talk about this in the ways that we talk about ourselves if I really attack myself in the way that I look one time guess what I need I need five times where I tell myself how badass I am I like that so it's the same thing and that's just because a negative really sticks with us and I always talk to my clients about so true is the thing is that um there's a great quote from pretty woman about this I love you you're everything (laughs) you really are that really talks about that it says why is it that when somebody tells you a compliment you don't believe it but the second that someone insults you it's all you can hear forever like in instagram what a what a great example platform for it's like i could have so many amazing like laugh emojis and people like lol tagging their friends loving it and like three people are like you suck and i'm like everyone thinks i suck exactly because why are why is our brain wired that way no it's so damaging Okay, so five to one ratio, it works for everything, especially relationship. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was married, I because we learned about this five to one ratio. Yeah. I said, okay, so we definitely don't have that ratio. And I said, honestly, I am struggling to think of even one positive interaction. Yeah. Like I can think of all five thousand negative. Mm-hmm. I can't even think about one. So that's a really good litmus test. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my spouse flip flops from stern father figure to chummy brother. By sex life. SOS. This is quite specific. Okay. And I feel like we're going kind of out of like ma- like weddings here, but I don't even care because this person needs help. <laughs> okay, wait. Read it to me one more time. My spouse flip-flops from stern father figure to chummy brother. So he's like a tough dad and then he's like their best friend. Uh, my mom wrote this in. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Bisex life, SOS. Okay. So... I wonder about what's happening to communication mm. and what's happening with your spouse. So don't you think that parents should run their families like CEOs of a company? Management always sticks together. I learned my parent, my dad's an, an mm-hmm. eye surgeon. He has his own practice and my mom like runs the office a bit for him too. Yeah. And I remember when I was at Sirius, I was like, these two managers just totally ganged up on me. And my mom was like, well, I'm sure she got screamed at when you walked out of the room, but management always sticks together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you should parent. I do. Right. So I do believe one of the most important things is you have to be on the same page together. Exactly. That makes such a difference but the other thing is it sounds like these two people aren't on the same page because he's not able to really keep the same page and when someone is flip-flopping it's very hard to take them seriously totally right and so what you're looking for is it a partner and a stability and often when we think about our partner we want them to be our rock we want them to be our stability and safe place exactly right and if my partner can't be that for me well of course i don't want to fuck them right Mm -hmm. so when we say that goodbye sex life that is a very reasonable thing now do we want to withhold sex as punishment absolutely not that's incredibly unhealthy but what i hear you saying is it makes me unattracted to you when Mm. we can't be on the same page here right and so i think that That should probably fix the problem (laughs) (laughs) i'm just saying you're not withholding sex you're saying i don't i don't want to fuck you exactly that's i well i'm not attracted here i don't feel safe with you i don't feel can i say i don't want to fuck you you can definitely say (laughs) you can do whatever you want that's the cool thing i love when you enable me it's very good yeah (laughs) um so you absolutely can but i think one of the things that she 
would be really important for her to say here is what's going on how do we get back on the same page together and how does she really feel hurt because I wonder if she's tried to bring this up to her spouse in other Mm -hmm. ways and he kind of flip-flops with her right or minimizes what she's feeling and minimization is one of the most difficult things I see that happens to couples all the time if your partner is continuously minimizing you we teach people how to treat us what's minimizing so minimizing is sort of saying if I say to you like hey like that really hurts my you let's say you say something passive-aggressive right and so like, oh, just how about I just I, I roll my eyes at you yes exactly and then I'm like hey man like that really hurts my feelings oh god g- give it a rest it was oh, just please. a joke you're so touchy that's minimization you know what all I heard all I heard when I was married you're too sensitive that's mm-hmm. in your head get over it if yeah. someone says get over to me I might pull their private parts off yeah. the body like I mean I it is it is such a I will snatch the soul from your body it makes me so mad yeah. don't say get over and I told my girlfriend if get over it is something that you think is like something you need to say to me, you have to f- like figure out how to say it in a different way because that phrase is no longer allowed in my life because I'm like so damaged from it. Absolutely, because you were minimized for so long, right? <sighs> and and so when I feel like that, when I feel like I'm patronized, when I feel like I'm minimized, then I, I don't want to be near you. And also it really is damaging to us, to our self-esteem, to our confidence. It makes us question ourselves, not even at home, but also at the workplace, how we go out in the world trickle effect exactly right and so if there's a ton of minimization which i wonder if this happens in this marriage i bet then she could be doing it to him exactly it could be going both sides right if he's reverting to like the brat brother type of like i'm with the kids maybe he feels like degraded to the kid status sometimes i'm just saying i'm not trying to put the blame on her i'm just saying sure. i well i am well she can message me too wc okay. therapy she, like, she can message fuck Taylor me Shrecker. <laughs> <laughs> but wait wait bear with me so sometimes what i like to do and i do it in business i do it in friendship i do it with my family and i do it in my relationship i try to at least i always try to put myself in the other person's shoes no matter what and say why are they saying this this way or why are they reacting this way and then I try to come with them like saying like okay so I think I understand where you're coming from tell me if I'm wrong or right Cause sometimes people have a hard time communicating what they're feeling I don't know but maybe I'm just like super special like that maybe that's asking well, too much of people well one I think you are super special but what you're talking you. about which I love which is meeting anger reactivity with curiosity Ooh, and that is powerful yeah it is right and that's what you're doing so if I can say if somebody's freaking out I can say hey hey, what's going on for a second? Let's check in. What's going? As opposed to getting defensive and reacting, Mm -hmm. that can change everything. It can change a full dynamic. And this is what we talk about in my couples therapy sessions, which is it takes two people to set a dynamic, but only one person to change it. Wow. So who's going to be the bigger person? Who's going to take personal accountability? There you go. Me. Me. (laughs) Um, What do you think about this idea of when one person says it's all your fault? It always takes two to tango. That's, That's what I real. say. It's it, not it's real. impossible. Mm-hmm. You can't dance alone. I know. And the worst that, and here's the thing. I understand specifically when there's infidelity that crushes people to hear, oh, I had some part in this too. But the reality is, is you did. No and shit. And I'm so sorry. Wow. Oof. Because you missed something. Okay, well, actually, speaking on that note, because that's I've never heard that before. And I know. you're it's a thousand percent right. Me. No, I, I love so you for saying for that. that one. Sorry. Dispel a myth of marriage for me. Okay, so this is my favorite one. Don't go to bed angry. Go okay. the fuck to sleep. Please go to bed. If you're tired. A lot of times you're drunk. Because or or tired, at the or time both. you're tired, you're totally exhausted, you're burnt out. Usually, if you get a really good night's sleep, you'll wake up, you have your smoothie bowl in the morning, you're fine. You Seriously. So go to bed. Everything is okay. That, so I don't go know where that to came bed from. Ang- I wonder where that came from. I so should Google dispel, that. dispel, don't go to bed angry. You're actually saying go to bed angry. You're angry, go to bed. Just, well, and you can just say to yourself, we can't solve this tonight. No. But everyone needs sleep. But I'll be recording this entire sleeping conversation. <laughs> 
Exactly. <laughs> okay, people want to know how to know if I'm marrying the right person. That's a biggie. That's a That's big a question. That's a really big one. I don't know if you'll ever know. People change and they evolve. I could wake up three years from now, look at my husband, and he can be like, yeah, no thanks. No, the way we talk no. about it, I know it's horrible, but Esther, Esther Perel, who is one of the most amazing people in our field, who wrote Mating in Captivity and State of Affairs, she talks about that marriage is um, a lease with an option to renew. Your partner is never fully yours. I agree. Which is why you have to keep trying and keep going. And the reality is, if you're marrying the right one, at that moment, you'll know. Yeah. Now, that also means that there's one. That means that there's the idea of soulmates, which I'm sorry, I don't believe in. No, shut up. That, <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> I know. Here's the thing. When we talk about in terms of soulmate, it doesn't give us control. It doesn't give us choice. My soul chose you. I know. You're my, right. It's nothing. What I like to say to my husband is every single day, I choose you. I choose to be in your life. And to me, that's inc- much more powerful. You're totally right. Right? And so there, I don't know if there is a one, but you can choose your partner and you can choose every single day to work on it, to love them, to empower them and to make them be mm-hmm. the one that you choose and are always with. I love this. I love you. <laughs> I love you. Can you be my therapist? Yes. <laughs> can we Skype? Yes. Okay, done. Uh, can his parents' divorce deeply affect his views about marriage? Yes, of course. Or how about this? I'm going to go one further. What if you're with a guy whose parents are still together and they have they should a be, bad marriage? They should be divorced. That's almost worse. Okay. I did a guy thing. like that and it was, I was, holy shit, crystal ball, this is going to be us and then, we started to become them. Yeah. And I said, like, seriously, it's so bad. Like, yeah. And he, then he even acknowledged it. He said, I'm literally treating you like my, the way my dad treats my mom. Mm-hmm. And I don't even fucking know why. You're not even like my mom. And that's why he chose me. Yeah. You stupid idiot. So here's the thing. It is our family of origin greatly affects us. We want to pretend like it doesn't. I went to school to be, a, my mom's a therapist, right? So I go to college. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a teacher. Fuck my mom. I'm not going to be like her. I'm like two years in. I'm like, I'm going to go be a therapist now. Who am I kidding? I'm just like my mother. So, and most of us are. And here's the thing. At one point we can choose to not do that, but our family of origin does deeply affect us. So yes, if your partner or yourself had a really difficult upbringing and had really negative models of marriage, check that shit go to therapy that's a that's a therapy red flag like go 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 right and there's nothing wrong with that we don't get to choose who our models of marriage are we don't get to choose who our parents are but you can also choose who are some different more positive models of marriage sometimes it's an aunt uncle sometimes it's a neighbor sometimes it's something i saw on tv it's still Mm -hmm. fake but whatever go with it and check yourself and say what is real because just like i have this idea of how marriage should be doesn't mean it, there's no shoulds but there is hope that you can retrain yourself oh my gosh absolutely that's the best thing about therapy is you Great. can become whoever you want to be i believe change is real i believe the evolution is real evolution um is real and give yourself the time and the credit that you're able to do that believe in yourself okay this this question is really i did not write it but i'm going to totally take it over okay <laughs> how do you handle toxic family members during the wedding planning process Ugh. it literally was my entire wedding experience it this ruined so many people everything and it was not just it mm-hmm. was not in it was not mother-in-law and father-in-law it was the whole king caboodle. yeah and it really was i mean it if we had any shot in hell that killed it now that i'm with my girlfriend i will say i, I want to thank everybody who tortured me because you pissed me off enough to get out of this marriage that mm-hmm. I was like con- content. Well, maybe if I people around us weren't causing trouble, I would have been contented, but, but I don't think fully fulfilled. Yeah. And so I got out of it and now I found my 
soulmate I choose every single day. Um, so I actually am grateful for that push because it pushed me in like to step outside of my comfort zone. Um, but I'm telling you, like, wow, the family dynamics around a wedding can really cheese shit up. And I'm not even saying the wedding. I'm saying it will have last long lasting effects on your marriage. You have no idea how many couples come in after the after the wedding process after they're married and they say there was so much shit that happened with our in-laws that we cannot get over i have and a question now, how, yep is a wedding really just a test to see if we can handle it <laughs> <laughs> maybe it is i've never thought about it the way but i think i might from now on i really love that idea right? that's really great and it's incredibly difficult. Ugh. One of the best things for dealing with we, we, the term here is here was toxic um, is setting up boundaries. And you and your partner, you talked about this um, idea of parents being on the same page. You and your spouse and partner need to be on the same page of how you deal with your family. When you get married that day, you create a new family. Yep. And you have to figure you hear out that. Just say it one more time for people <laughs> who maybe you, aren't listening. When you and your spouse get married that day, you create a new family. A new family. A new family. And Us, you, me, and you. Yep. And you, Not them. And you make those boundaries together yep. and figure out how to handle them together. You do not have to put up with anyone being cruel to you or mean to you or being emotionally abusive or, you know, hurting you. Um, you have to think of what's the way you have to put those boundaries out and mm -hmm. you need. And if your partner is not on the same page with you and you don't feel supported, that is a reason to go and get some support and go to couples therapy together. Exactly. And if it doesn't work, then it's, it's not going to work out. God, Especially because you have to think about then if we are people who want to have children, mm. what is the grandparent involvement going to be? So you have to think that, you know, if it's difficult during the wedding planning process, what's it going to look like at holidays? What's it going to look like during the next stage of life? You have to take it seriously. I mean, this is your whole life you choose with someone. Literally. So somebody wants to know how you keep the spark alive. Oh, yeah. In your maybe even planning the wedding is, is stressful so keeping the spark alive Absolutely. during that so that you get, you get mm -hmm. married like I don't know liking each other and then even especially after the and also there's a thing called wedding depression I just want everybody to know mm -hmm. like the day after your wedding you're going to be super depressed yeah. and you're going to probably be on your honeymoon and then you're like what I, I'm not happy on my honeymoon and it's like well it's because you just finished like you just had like the day well, that you've been spending it's like a year planning well it's like an adrenaline rush and exactly. then you come down from it and you feel like physically ill Literally. so okay so there's a few things i have to say about this one it's totally normal to fight during a marriage planning process mm -hmm. people becker it is this huge day we put you know what the thing is that marriages weddings didn't used to be like this god the what? pressure is obscene now i was gonna say why are weddings so stressful in your Social professional media. opinion i don't know i guess i don't know money money family well, money. dynamics exactly and, and, and it's all for show you know what i mean and it's this big thing and, and the reality is is the day isn't about you and your partner it's about freaking everyone else unless you decide to elope and then you're a very very smart person and you should be <laughs> happy the rest of your life because you made a good decision <laughs> And so the reality is, is, is everything is very stressful. So it is really normal to maybe have a dip in your emotional intimacy or your physical intimacy during the wedding planning process and sometimes after. And okay. specifically, one of, the, one of the things we hear all the time when people get married, um, there is, oh, like sex goes away. Actually, um, that's not entirely true. Actually, oh. is when you move in with someone is when we see the biggest dip. Oh, shit. Yeah. You, you living with your girlfriend? Tell me more. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I'm not even looking at so, you. So actually more than marriage does, we see more of a dip there. Interestingly Why? enough. Why? We get complacent? 
Yeah. Well, you're complacent. You get comfortable. You're figuring out a routine. It's stressful. You're moving this stuff in together, especially in New York. You know, it's like a lot of stuff coming into a very tiny space. Uh, her? Yes. You should see me trying to cook dinner. Yeah. <laughs> ah. And here's the thing. So when this idea came by down, um, like this is decades ago. We're talking about like, oh, sex kills marriages. But the reality is nobody, or, sorry, marriage. Yes. Wait, marriages kill sex. Sorry. Yes. Edit that out. Um, and the reality is, is that that's because decades ago, people weren't living together until they got married. So moving, so moving, Duh. In, yes, so living mo- together. It's not the marriage part. Yes, it was actually the living together. So that's one of the things we notice. Okay. So here are the things. So that how gonna, do we combat it? Okay. So here's the things I'm going to recommend for keeping the spark alive. Okay. Relearn your partner. Relearn their body. Just because you think you know what sexual positions they're interested in, um, you maybe don't. Mm-hmm. So, how do you do that? How do you well, learn? There's a lot of different. You put it on a, a spelunker and you just dig around. So one of the things we have people do is something called a pleasure wheel, which you can Google this. Okay. Um, and basically, I want you to imagine. I'm nervous. Oh, I'm Catholic. No, <laughs> I'm no, a Catholic lesbian. Great. I'm uncomfortable. Well, listen, you can put whatever you want on your wheel. That's the thing about pleasure. Pleasure. It's think about we what we want to do is watching take you, housewife reruns. Yeah, there we go. If that is what's pleasurable for you and Order your partner. Ordering Taco Bell. There we go. If that's what's pleasurable for you Drinking guys, we don't judge. <laughs> <laughs> this is my this this is my sex life that there I want. There you go. It's very nice. Uh huh. Taylor, my Taylor would disagree. She yeah. she wants she wants yeah. something a little more exciting than that. So then, what you guys would do is, so I want you to imagine a blank pizza, and on that pizza, I you, want pizza now. <laughs> so do I. I know. Um. So it, and on those slices of pizza, I can uh-huh. have whatever I want. Okay. So maybe one of them's anal sex, but maybe that doesn't work for you guys. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Maybe it's spooning. Maybe it's taking a shower spooning. together. Maybe it's yeah. Maybe it's cooking <laughs> dinner together. Maybe it is reverse cowgirl. There's no right or wrong of what goes and what's pleasurable for you, but. Don't assume you know everything about your partner. Right. It doesn't matter uh, how long you've been together. I'm scared to see what's on Taylor's <laughs> wheel. So, but I want to know. Yes, that's the thing. Because I want her to be happy. Well, Taylor, you spoke earlier about what we, we reframed as meaning reactivity with curiosity. I want you to meet your partner with curiosity every single day. Yeah. Tell me about your day. Tell me about who you are in this moment. <gasps> you know tell what my girlfriend about- always says to me? <gasps> tell me. Do you want to hear about my day? Oh, God, I'm the because you don't ask her. You fucking got it. Self-centered, narcissistic okay, little so bitch I am. Okay, so what are you going to do when you go home today? What kind of sex do you want to have tonight? <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> right? What can I do to please you tonight? What kind of pleasure would I want today? So it's a meeting everything. Keep meeting everything with curiosity. Your entire marriage. If you can think about the two things you have control over, mm-hmm. it's who you choose and how you handle it. I love this. This is such an empowering episode. Um, we're talking about these, this real stuff, so I feel like it's relatable and also like misery loves company. But at the same time, I feel like you have such great solutions. Like I don't feel like it's just you're giving me the truth and then just leaving me with it. That's the thing is you have no idea. I spend a lot of my week working with couples that are just amazing. That Aww. come back from infidelity, from death from difficulties from so much different trauma that can occur in a relationship and they come back and they're strong and they're beautiful and they're empowered and they choose to make their marriage work i also work with people that are not doing that mm-hmm. and they're all still paying me the same amount of money so you have to figure out which <laughs> so one i love you all equally <laughs> so you have to figure out which you're going to be yes but you do have power and control and it's the number one thing i want people to take away from this there is something that can feel suffocating from the wedding planning process yes it feels overwhelming finances are stressful i'm trying to keep it up with the joneses i'm worried about everything but think about what i have control over and that's who you're walking down the aisle to right and that's what happens it is one day your wedding is one day your marriage is your life if that's what you choose yes yes so 
if you are going to think about what you're spending time controlling over, maybe worry a little less about florals and a little more over what you're doing the day after that wedding. And just to be redundant, because I think it's important to be everyone to hear this. So you're not saying, oh, if you guys are having these red flags, go to go to premarital counseling. You're saying you really think if people can afford it, everybody should put into their wedding budget, planning budget, premarital counseling. Yes. Whether you think you're great, like middle well, how or much bad. do people spend on florals i can guarantee you the wedding the, that premarital counseling is less yeah so so you or know we even read a budget for like it a, that's but even it is what 789 to buy a freaking soft cover book on like amazon right so there's nothing you know no excuses people that's kind of how i feel about this but you and have to put some you have to put at least a dollar yes. towards premarital counseling whether it's a book or yep. going to see a therapist because that has to be part of your wedding budget exactly too. and and i want you to think Everyone listening, do you want a wedding or do you want a marriage? Man, well, I want a marriage now. There you go. I did want a wedding and I got it. It was so beautiful. There, and now how beautiful can your marriage be? So, as beautiful as my wedding was. Because I heard she wants you to propose. Oh, she does, girl. Oh my God, we'll get it together. Jeez. I know. We got, I got to come see you first. <laughs> okay. Because uh, now I'm a fuck boy. Well, I'm not like fucking around, but like I feel like I'm like, yeah, I'm like you gotta, dragging no. my feet like you a gotta dickhead. Commit. Yeah. Okay. So last question and then we're going to play a little game. So sex on the wedding night. Yeah. Most people don't have it. Okay. I did. Um, I, I did because I really wanted to. Because most people don't. You are so... I didn't. You did You're so How tired. Is There's it a nothing bad wrong. indication? No, 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 no. Okay. It's such an exhausting day. You don't eat. You haven't slept. You've been taking photos. You're so tired. you got to pull all the eyelashes off and extensions off your hair. Um, if you don't have sex on your way night, who gives a shit? Have it the next morning. Right. If you have it, that's cool. Great. But if it doesn't happen, don't freak out. But most people don't. It's such an exhausting thing. So let that go. Release the pressure. Get away from shoulds. Enjoy your life. Eat a Sunday. Eat a Have Sunday. Have a grilled cheese. Yes. French fries. <laughs> I still want the like, pizza. Yeah. I still want the pizza too. Yeah. I want all the carbs. <laughs> I'm getting sushi. Yes. And now it's time for Bride into My DMs, sponsored by Brideside. Brideside, a better way to shop for bridesmaids dresses and soon bridal gowns. So people slide into our DMs at Betch's Brides. You have to follow us to slide into our DMs. And um, they ask us questions. So we answer them. Bada bing, bada boom. Simple. Here we go. My blood sister. That's Biological a, sister. Yes. <laughs> is my maid of honor. <clears throat> and she got into drama with a friend in 2015, which caused them to never speak again. My sister got with my friend's ex-boyfriend and they fought about it. Now that I'm getting married, is it okay to want both of them at the bachelorette, especially if my sister slash maid of honor is planning the bachelorette party? Yep. Your wedding, your rules. Okay. I have a question. Why do you want people that don't get along to be stuck on a weekend around you? It's uncomfortable for well, you. Well, that's a, their personal decision. That's but true. if that's what she wants, then that's what she wants. And yes, absolutely. Um, yes. Etiquette wise, you may do whatever you want. It is your bachelorette. Uh, but they can suck it up. But what if one person okay. opts out because the then other that, one's going to be there? That's fine. Then don't have anger towards them. Be understanding and let mm -hmm. them go. And let me say something. The most stressful part of my wedding process was my bachelorette. I was an anxious mess. I had a freaking panic attack on it really? the idea that people spent this money i just like couldn't what'd you go what'd you do it. what happened well i went to colorado i just wanted to get stoned and hike i love you and uh, honestly Where though have you i was been so, my whole life and i was so anxious and i was so anxious because everyone spent this money and it felt like so much pressure and the one person that ended up coming who at the time was mm. engaged my brother-in-law they're now divorced mm -hmm. um i 
I really liked her at the time, but I, I, she wasn't that close. And the entire time, I was so anxious about her having a good time. Oh. And, and it ended up not as fun for me. And there was, and, and I should have put up the boundaries. And I should have said, like, I just want to have, like, my close personal friends and not have this person. Boundaries. And I didn't because I tried to make everyone else happy. I will say. It's people pleasing. When I go back and look at my wedding where I know I made a mistake, if I had just set boundaries, like, my bridesmaids yeah. dresses cost so many stupid fights I can't even fucking tell you and I let it go on for far too long because I wanted to be nice but guess what eventually I was like you know what then don't be in the bridal party yeah walk down the aisle as as you are you can wear whatever the frig you want I don't care but if you are a bridesmaid you have to wear this dress I'm sorry it's just the way it is and and it finally set everything straight and I mean the fighting went on for far too long and I do blame myself for not like setting that boundary boundaries are really important and I can't tell you how many people in my personal and professional life I know that their relationship their friendships have ended because of bridesmaid situations oh Hell yeah. So keep this in mind again. It's one day first in how many years of a relationship. How much do you really care? Exactly. But I agree with you. It's the bride's day. So it's everybody her, shut yep. up and suck it up. Yep. And if you want to bow out of the weekend because you know you can't get along, then do that too. I actually did try to do that. I, I, was, I was a bridesmaid to somebody who I was forced to be friends with. We'll put it that way. Okay. And, um, you know, circumstantially we had to get along, quote unquote. Um, and so she invited my brand new frenemy, who was my best friend, who I... Stop being friends with because she was being so mean to my husband because mm. we were a team. And then this person who should have had this my my husband's back at the time, actually, because it was like a close friend, um, decided to become friends with this person. And I said to him, an enemy of my enemy is a friend of mine. Like, don't you see that? And that person was invited on this girl's bachelorette. And I was like and she was like, and so and so is coming. And I thought, why would you want two people who are fresh fighting like to be at the same on a weekend with you that's uncomfortable for you and so I said oh my god I'm so excited can't wait and then I called my best friend and said when's your bachelor party and she said I don't know I said it's this date and then I emailed her and said oh my god bad news oh conflict can't come to bachelor party have so much fun I'll take you out on my own there you go and it was a war well see that's what happens so I saw what she was trying to do yeah. Who uses their bachelor party to make somebody else uncomfortable? That's my question. A lot of people do a lot of shitty things. Yeah. <laughs> Humans like, you know, but like, have I'm, a lot of issues. I'm so <laughs> selfish and narcissistic. Like I would never make my bachelorette about somebody else to, to make them feel bad. You know, that's a lot. I know. Well, that's a lot of I energy. Know, I know. You're right, man. Am, am I being crazy? <laughs> no, I don't. Th- no, I don't. I don't think you're being crazy. But here's the thing. I, I just think that I think that weddings bring up a part of ourselves that are obscene i mean i can't even tell you the <laughs> amount of people i've walked worked with that are in amazing recovery from eating disorders or body issues and it brings it all back up again around a wedding because you know you get engaged and all of a sudden it's sweating for the wedding so i just think that weddings can make us really crazy mm. so take care of yourself that's all i can say okay next question is okay not a question as a bride but as a bridesmaid okay okay here we go theme so five of my best friends are engaged they are best best friends like the ones who would be in my wedding someday three are for sure getting married in 2020 other two are still tbd but i don't suspect they'll be too far behind uh if not in 2020 they are also close to me, so I want to be in all of them. Enter my question. How do I try and save some money on each of these weddings without being a dick? I don't think any of them will be big bridezillas, but weddings are very expensive. I know a few want destination bachelorettes, and I'll be maid of honor in one of them, so I'm just trying to see dollar signs. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's such a hard one. I don't want to cheat my friends, but I also am not trying to go into debt over their of weddings. Course. And, of course, of everybody course. freaking gets married the same goddamn year. Oh, my gosh. Of course. Tell this person I love them. I'm really feeling for them. I mean, what an insanely 
stressful thing to go through because Oof. you want to be there for everyone. It should be this thing about love. But the reality is, and like I said, keep in mind, 15 years ago, we weren't having bachelorettes. And I, like I my said, mom my mom didn't have one. Mine was in, mine was in freaking Denver. I had people fly across the country. But the reality is 15 years ago, we weren't doing my destination mom, I did it, bachelorettes. Was like, What's a bachelorette? I know. It's the same thing my mother said. So the thing is, it is really difficult. What I would say is I think what she just wrote there was beautiful and honest and vulnerable. I would send that to her friends. I, love I would be so honest and say, here's the situation. I love you more than anything. I want to be a part of this. Um, what what can this work through? The reality is, is that, you know, do you need to spend $300? The thing is, it can be done cheaper. Be honest, be vulnerable, and come from a loving place to your girlfriends. They should be able to hear you out. One of my best friends from college, who was also my roommate for a bunch of years in college. I mean, we were very tight. I asked her to be a bridesmaid. And she said, not only can I not be a bridesmaid, I can't even come to your wedding because of travel with my new job and finances. Yeah. And I said, girl, it's all good. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't tell her how to spend money in her pocketbook. Pocketbook? What am I, 85? <laughs> Wallet. Those purse strings, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but I really felt, I felt for her. And I'm like, unless I want to pony up the money, I have no say over her decision making. Absolutely. And I did not feel slighted whatsoever. Yeah. Well, but I know, but I do know somebody who, a girlfriend said that to them and they said, how about if I pay for your dress? And she said, then I can do it. Great. So if you would really want that, then you pay for that person's dress and yeah. you like hook it up with them and you be reasonable. The reality is, is half of us end up in credit card debt because of these freaking weddings we're in. And I it's know. such a silly and thing. And we're guests. I, <laughs> guests are going into credit card debt. So you have to be honest. Take care of yourself. Yep. That was Bride into My DMs brought to you by Brideside. Visit Brideside.com where you can sign up for a free stylist or book a showroom appointment if you're in NYC, Chicago, or Charlotte. Okay, now it's time for Bridezilla and Bridezilla. Yes. I'm going to give you a scenario and then you're going to say if you would Bridezilla, like lose your shit, or Bridezilla, like let it go. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're going to Bridezilla everything. I don't know. We're going to okay. find out. Your bridesmaid has her hair dyed green, but you want her to dye it back to her natural color for the wedding day. I'm going bridezilla. Oh my god, bridezilla! Who gives a shit? Oh my god, really? I'm such a bitch. Yeah, well, I've had my hair every color under the sun. <laughs> see, so I haven't. I'm, see, I'm a bride person ass because I like every summer dye my hair pink or purple or something. Um, so I'm bridezilla. I think it's cool, but I feel like on the wedding day, I want everything to kind of look uniform. I get it. I don't no, know. Like, like, I get I, it. How about this? Not uniform. Classic. Yeah, I'm I feel looking you. for a classic vibe. Could she maybe just like dye it like a light pink? <laughs> Or like something, you know. How about we go with silver? <laughs> okay, I that's like a compromise that too. Because I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. not like you're not squashing her creativity, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's it's a color that's like a little bit more. Um, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Uh, it uh, coordinates well yes. with other okay, things. Okay, no, I okay, so I can see that. Like, it is there a way to have that conversation? I wouldn't care. Okay, I would. <laughs> <laughs> Um, number two, the groom is from an extremely wealthy family, but refuses to pay for anything. I have a story for this. Okay. So, but I'm also biased. So I'm going to say Bridezilla. Yep, me too. Because that's so, it's just, it's just logistically unfair. I think I agree. Bridezilla. I'm the same way. So I know this couple that got married. Mm-hmm. Um, and in their wedding vows, the guy said, I can't wait to hook up with you for the rest of my life, but I just want to throw that in because I'm a total bitch. Okay. Anyway. So at their wedding, their wedding cost $750,000. Oh my Lord. I can't wait in front of, in front of everybody. I can't wait to hook up with you for the rest of my life. <laughs> what the f- <laughs> Congratulations. Okay, so someone's getting a blowjob tonight. It was like so <laughs> unnecessarily intimate. Um, so their wedding cost $750,000, which is, Insane. you know, just a little bit of money. Um, and 
I know his family who, I mean, I, I, I mean, they were doing well back then. They're doing stupid well now. So I wonder if they've reimbursed the other family. Yeah. But like, I mean, they only paid for the person dinner and it was like, and they only have boys in their family. And so I was kind of like the shittiest cop out. It's like, oh, now you want to throw the rule book at this wedding scenario. I don't know. And like, yeah. trust me, the groom who was so excited to hook up with the bride for the rest of his life. He had a lot of style um, uh, ideas. Like, like I, I guarantee he, his um, perspective contributed a lot to the that the the dollar sign of that wedding for sure. Yeah, like I mean, he wasn't, I, it wasn't all mm-hmm. her being and him. He was passive. Like he definitely was like, no, not those chairs. These chairs for sure. So yeah, and here's my opinion on that. Um, if you have an opinion, throw your wallet at it. So that's like my big thing is that like if you want something, then like you pay for it. Love it, right? So like that was a big thing with my wedding. My mom really wanted a band, and I like really didn't care. My band turned out awesome, by the way. But when they do, they are so I know. amazing. And when yes. they're bad, like mine, yeah. they're bad. Yeah. So like, and she really wanted a band, but I was like, listen, like I, I've already regulated this budget this way, and she's like, all right, well, I'll give you some extra money for this, right? Hey, that's cool if that's something you really want. So no, I'm bridezilla with that. I think that sucks. Okay. <laughs> and last but not least, yes. ten minutes after you get married, everyone's asking you when you're gonna have a baby. Oh my god, this happens all the time. Bridezilla. Bridezilla. I, I agree. It. Here's the, here's the reality. It is Bridezilla everyone almost everyone. Yeah, that was good. No, you wouldn't didn't think I was going to be this way. Here's I the like thing it. and I'll tell you my perspective. It took me a long time to have my beautiful daughter out there. Mm. It took us 2 years and a lot of difficulty and we knew going into it it would because I have a PCOS polycystic ovarian syndrome. Mm-hmm. So we already knew that. And on our wedding night people are asking us. And of course those people don't know that Your I medical have medical history. Yes, of course. And and it's reasonable and the reality is, is it's like being in college and everyone's like what's your major when you go home for Thanksgiving? People exactly. just don't know what the fuck to say to you. I know. So they're just making conversation. Nobody's bad but it sucks don't ask people when they're having kids don't ask people if they're having more kids don't ask no. people you know you could ask them like what's your next chapter of your life you could ask them yeah, some other things that's a very things. safe question right? there's <laughs> like, a lot like, of options it's a different way to I'm phrase like, it let's let can we just relax with that question you have no idea what people are going through seriously right uh, amen to that so I bridezilla am, you said it all sister you said it all. This has been a blast. Emily, you are amazing. <laughs> Ashley told me I was going to be obsessed with you, so oh I'm not surprised. God. But like, even though I knew it, I'm still like blown away by my obsession. Well, anytime. You're I'm so happy we met. The best. Oh my um, gosh. Thank you so much for joining us. And you guys, make sure, I mean, if you are lucky enough to live in the Pennsylvania area, yep. then you can actually access Emily, like directly. And all of our amazing therapists. We have 11 great therapists at the Westchester Therapy Group. All phenomenal. I trained some of them. Um, you reach on out. We'll do whatever we can to support you. And the handle again? WC Therapy Group. Okay. Emily, thank you so much. Thank you, Taylor. You guys, we'll be back next week with another great podcast. In the meantime, please do me a favor. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And uh, give us five stars because you know what? We deserve it. Bye, guys. Betches.